Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. Ahop TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Well, I'm going to start a new series with you on the seer realm. I'm going to give us a couple of biographical historical sketches of five seer prophets that I've known in my life who have gone home to be with the Lord in the last five years. And then later, I'm going to give us some biblical framework for these kinds of um, prophetic anointings and bring some distinction and understanding of seer versus prophets and things of that nature. But to begin this new series with you, which I absolutely am honored to be able to come into your home and into your life and into your very heart. And so I have an opening scripture for us, and it might sound peculiar that it's disconnected, but if you'll hold on, it's all going to connect as we unfold these presentations. But let's pray first, okay? Father, thank you so very much for these amazing, wonderful, hungry people And I pray that you give me clarity of articulation, and I declare that your word will go forth and it will not return void. And I pray that you tend to the soil of the people's hearts, that the word will go in, the seed will germinate, and it will bear fruit for the glory of God. Amen and amen. Well, here is my theme verses for today. They come from the Old Testament typology historically, but I'm going to then interpret it prophetically. There are the time where there's the crossing of the Jordan River. Moses had prophesied on one side of the river, and the next generation inherits the promises, but they have to cross the river in order to inherit the promises. Did you know that there's a dividing line? that happens for all of us in our own lives, that there is a river. There on one side, there is promise revealed. On the other side, there's promise fulfilled. And there is a line of division in between, and it's called the until clause. Well, I need to push pause already because I might need to unpack the until clause on another day. But let's look at Joshua chapter 4, verses 5, 6, and 7. 
And so Joshua said to them, Come again to the ark of the Lord, your God in the middle of the Jordan, and each of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Israel. Verse 6, Let this be a sign among you, so that when your children ask, see, this is generational. This is a prophetic promise and prophetic stepping out of obedience and activity that is required because the nature of the prophetic is actually the words are bigger than the person who delivers them. Let this be a sign among you so that when your children ask later, because that's what we're supposed to do, pass on lineage and legacy so that your children will have to ask later, what was that? And the children will ask later, saying, what do these stones mean to you? Verse 7, then you shall say to them, because of the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall become a memorial to the sons of Israel forever. Why am I using that? Because there's such a thing in the Old Testament that's called memorial stones. It's like we hold memorial services in someone's honor about their lineage, their legacy, and their personal history. Well, I'm using this today to bring us some prophetic perspective and about five smooth stones. Oh, yes, you got it. David had five smooth stones in his pouch, didn't he? And he used one, and he threw it, and it landed in the forehead of the giant, and the giant fell. God uses us. We are his New Testament terminology from 1 Peter, living stones. New Old Testament memorial stones. What was this about again? Because God had miraculously parted the Jordan River, or like the Red Sea, and the children would pass over. Then the waters would go back to their previous normal circumstances. The priest would go out, stand in the waters. Then this situation, they picked up stones, one for each tribe, 12, and they put them on their shoulders. Then they came over to the other side. And then what did they do? They piled the stones on the other side of the river, the other side of the river. Which side of the river are you on? Promise revealed or promise fulfilled? Well, we all are on both sides, aren't we, at different times in life? But what they did in an act of honor, they set up memorial stones to the God who had provided and to honor the forerunners. That's what I want to do briefly with you today. Memorial stones. I'm calling this subject today Five Seers. I think most of you know that I've been in prophetic ministry already myself for over 40 years. I've had the honor and the privilege of going through the ups and the downs, the peaks and the valleys of the global prophetic movement. But let me hem this in, and I want to give you a storyline. In a five-year period of time, five major diverse seer prophets have all graduated to heaven. Bob Jones, John Paul Jackson, Kim Clement, John Sanford, and the boy prophet who became the elderly seer, Paul Cain. 
Now, I am differentiating at this point in seers versus prophets. Seers are prophets, but not all prophets are seers. So, yes, I know that there is a difference. And again, hang in with me, because in in podcast later, I'm going to help bring some definition. If you're already hungry to learn about this realm, I wrote the classic book, The Seer, that you can get at jamesgall.com or at Amazon or wherever. Okay? So we're postured at yet another major crossroads in the body of Christ, which includes a strategic changing of the guard. In these last five years, we have had five, if not more, major seer prophets all ascend to their heavenly reward. In 2014, the heavenly-minded seer prophet Bob Jones passed into glory on Valentine's Day. February 14th. The following year, in the exact same time frame, the seer prophet, who was an incredible media prophet, John Paul Jackson, suddenly departed from this world. In the next two to two and a half years, we had yet two more very anointed, distinct seer prophets graduate from this world to their eternal one, Kim Clement. The prophetic musical prophet, the creative prophet, and John Sanford, the forerunner, the founder of Elijah House, that I fondly called Uncle John. And just a few days ago, the boy prophet who became an elderly seer, Paul Cain, also shed his earthly tabernacle and ascended on high. Hey, folks, I just got to get real with you. This stuff is really close to my heart. I've been in the middle of this for years. There's, ha, how do I talk this? Not everybody's history is always spotless, is it? Nor were some of the life stories of the men that I just mentioned. Oh, but the blood of Jesus. Oh, but for the gift of righteousness. Oh, but for the Father's love. Now, not only is this intriguing, but I attended the memorial service for all three of these former Kansas City prophets, Bob Jones, John Paul Jackson, and Paul Cain. I knew Kim Clement, but I would not say that we had a close personal relationship. I knew John Sanford extremely well. I was actually an advisor to the Elijah House Ministries for a period of time, and also was with him in many circles. And so I had a deep personal relationship with four of these five, and have been someone who values and tries to be a champion for diversity in the prophetic stream so this is very intriguing isn't it so let me unfold this bob jones was lowered into the earth as a seed planted in the ground on 2 22 2014 
He was buried in Moravian Falls in North Carolina the day after his memorial service. If you check on YouTube and you can watch that service, but it was held on 221 14. But he was lowered into the earth on 222. Some of you might already be queuing in. How about Isaiah 22 22? John Paul Jackson was also buried as a seed into the ground on what date? I researched this. I talked to John Thomas, who is the director of Streams Today, and he personally talked with Diane Jackson, John Paul's late wife, and I have it very confirmed, folks, that John Paul was also a seed buried in the ground on 2 2015. John Paul's burial was exactly one year after our mutual friend and my prophetic papa, Bob Jones. Paul King departed on 2-12-2019, the anniversary date of the beginning of the Latter Rain Movement, which began in New Battleford, Canada. But not only that, Paul Cain was another seed lowered into the earth on 2-22-2019. That is exactly five years to the date of Bob Jones. You cannot make this timeline up. Only God can orchestrate this level of strategic timing. Now, let me veer off for a moment and also say, one year ago, in the same time frame, the man who preached the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to more people than any person in all church history, Dr. Billy Graham, also departed from this world to his I am sure, grand reception in heaven. There are others that could be mentioned, but I'm going to leave this broadcast with you to this storyline. Five seer seeds planted into the earth. Three of the five that were known as a collegiality of Kansas City seer prophets, all on the exact same day. 2, 22, 14, 15, and 19, a five-year time frame. God, you know, will confirm his word by the testimony of two and three witnesses. But what I love is that, that it wasn't only those distinct seer prophets, but there were also these other two mixed in with this. The man, Kim Clement, what a warrior prophet that man was it's hard for me to say was folks i want to say is i mean i was with him in nashville tennessee where i live at the war memorial auditorium i remember oh my gosh i'm a musical person myself you know and it's just like to see this man under phenomenal creativity and a classical pianist then pound out those keys under the anointing and i felt like 
I felt like I didn't say I was. I felt like I was like in the presence of maybe almost like a King David who would prophesy on his piano, his stringed instrument, and get into a zone and start to prophesy short little quips that were often just mystical, and you had to go dig for the gold in those prophetic singing moments. Or John Sanford. John Sanford wrote the book, The Elijah Task. He and Paula, his wife, pioneered the realms of the prophetic and counseling, the prophetic and inner healing and deliverance. Oh, how marvelous. Oh, how amazing. Now, for a moment again, let me back back up and talk with you a little bit about the nature of the prophetic. After 40 years of being in prophetic ministry myself, I've observed some key issues concerning the nature of the prophetic word. Often a word is bigger than the person who's carrying it. I have stated for years that one way you can know if you've heard God is that what you have heard requires his help to fulfill it. God does not speak in the realms of man's possibilities. But God speaks into the realms that requires his divine assistance to see the very word come to pass. I have come to also learn another key component that I call living in the until clause. There is promise revealed, then there is promise fulfilled. There is revelation released, and then later there is revelation manifested. In between these two, there is what's called the until clause. What? comprises this until clause some of the abcs of the prophetic include the three-stage process of revelation interpretation and application if you get a wrong interpretation to the revelation you surely will end up with a misapplication that's where a lot of people get off course so properly discerning and interpreting a word is paramount. Other commodities that help unlock the prophetic promise are meeting the conditions, whether spoken or unspoken. Did you hear that? Where they're hearing the conditions, spoken or unspoken, because often the conditions for the promise to be unlocked are not mentioned because it's up to you to seek that from God. Well, isn't that interesting? So, other commodities are to help unlock the prophetic promise are meeting the conditions, whether spoken or unspoken. We must learn to pray the promise back to God, walk in faith, adding corresponding actions. And at times, we need to wage spiritual warfare against the forces trying to hinder that promise from coming into fruition. And there is also The kairos, strategic timing of a matter. All of these ingredients can be so important in unlocking the prophetic promise of God. Well, you go, James, that was awesome teaching. Well, thank you so much. But I want to go back to these five seer prophets. Five can be interpreted a period of grace. I believe that we are at a changing of the guards. I really do. That's why I opened with the Jordan River. 
because the Jordan River was a time where Moses was on one side, Joshua and Caleb, and the next generation are the ones who inherited the promises. By the way, I'm going to build on this and bring you a second installment. And I'm going to bring you specific prophetic words that each of these five seer prophets carried. Did they see them all come to pass in their life? I don't think so. I want to help you understand that sometimes there is disappointment. Sometimes there is this curiousness. It's just like it's peculiar. It's called the ways of God. Yes, it is. I try to, I say sometimes with humor, God has the original WWW. It's not the World Wide Web. It's the word, the will, and the ways of God. I have tried in my lifetime to be a student of the ways of God, of the word, and of the will. But there's a third one that I am also in hot pursuit for. I want to understand the ways of God. I hope that in this series on the seer realm that I'm going to unlock, I'll be able to unpack some of what has been given to me in the prophetic ways of God with man. Well, what does all this really mean anyway? Five seer seeds falling into the ground. Is there any major significance that we can derive from our loss? Some of you don't even know these people that I've mentioned. But I tell you, heaven does. The prophetic movement does. God does. But is there an inheritance we are to receive? How do we posture ourselves to receive the baton from these and the other heroes of the faith? Now, let me go back and frame the picture a little more clearly. Remember, I also mentioned Dr. Billy Graham. One year ago, departed this earth. I just watched a documentary about his life. I wept watching that documentary. I'm so glad that seven ministries went together in Orlando, Florida recently to hold the SEND, where close to 60,000 people assembled together for hours of worship and prayer and, and declaring a new day has come of waging war on inactivity. Yes, we have had precious promises declared on one side of the river. And now giants of the faith, Bob Jones, John Paul Jackson, Kim Clement, John Sanford, Paul Kane, Dr. Billy Graham. What do they represent? The prophetic seer realm, dreams, visions, visitations, and evangelism. Are we crossing the threshold from one era into the next, where it is a time of a grand convergence, where it becomes not only promise revealed, but it becomes promise fulfilled? Are we crossing the Jordan into a new time and a new era in Christianity, in Christendom, where it becomes not only a harvest 
prophesied, but it becomes the harvest fulfilled. Of the merging of the graces, the callings and the giftings and the mantles, I believe that we are crossing over into the beginning of an entire new era in church history, a prophetic evangelism. An evangelism with the prophetic evangelism preaching the purity of the simplicity of jesus christ crucified him risen from the dead him ascended and sitting at the father's right hand until his enemies are made a footstool for his feet and before he comes again there will be the greatest harvest of mankind of souls that the world has ever seen well that's what i believe and folks that's one of the reasons why i'm still here i am in the path way to pick up the storyline of some of these seer prophets i have never stated i will never state that i picked up a mantle from any one of these because i did not i know some who i believe who have but i do know this i am still here and i was numbered among them and i am still here to carry the storyline from one side of the jordan and to cross over with you to help tell you of the great stories, the great promises of the Word of God, the will of God, and the ways of God for, gosh, such time as this. Well, this is James Gall. I'm now going to pray for calling forth a mantle of these five seer prophets. Father, we pause. We give you thanks. We give you honor. We do not worship men. We worship the God of men. We do not say, where is Elijah? No, but like Elisha did, he picked up something that had fallen from heaven and then he swung the mantle and he did not say where is elijah although some did he declared where is the lord god of elijah and with my friends right now we now pick up the prophetic declarations of the past we pick them up and we put them like stones on our shoulders like living stones and we cross over the river onto the other side and i declare it is changing of the guard time it is time to pick up our precious promises it is time to lay hold of that for which christ jesus has laid hold of us and it's time for a new era to begin and i speak a release of an increase of the gifting the calling the anointing and the authority of seer prophets and i also call forth an increase of sensitivity and delight to share the old old story of jesus and his love god bless you oh i can't wait to get into part two on the five seers and the promises that they carried that we get to inherit 
This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.